Welcome to the Ancient Paths Podcast, a journey of unlearning to learn the New Testament church, where we look at what we've learned or experienced and hold it up to the light of Scripture and stories of the New Testament and early church, then discover together how we can return to those ancient paths so the church would thrive and live again. I'm Daniel Sabo, and I'm honored to be your host. And with me today, for the first time, I have my oldest son, Isaiah, uh, who's going to be hanging out with me today. And... Uh, Talking about a pretty cool topic, I think, uh, a kind of an interesting one that I think I was a Christian for a while, honestly, before I really uh, connected dots or you know, maybe I heard it and just wasn't paying attention, but um, really kind of it's about the question of uh, one of the common, you know, uh, arguments, early church time following the time of the New Testament, really in the New Testament also, was the connection between the New Testament and the Old Testament. And... Um, are these two different religions? Is Christianity something that hijacked the Jewish faith and like just stole pieces and parts, or are they really intertwined? Um, and I think one of the the really common views, so in Gnosticism, the idea is that uh, all physical things are bad, and then all spiritual things are you know good, or that's what is good is spiritual things and. So the idea that a lot of the Gnostics taught or believed was that the, the God of the Old Testament was bad because he created matter and created the, the world, and that is physical, therefore it's bad. And then the spiritual, that's Jesus, and so he's good, and that his physical body wasn't really physical, it just looked physical. Anyhow, so lots of different things. And then there's people today, obviously, that, uh, you know, who is Jesus? Was he in the Old Testament? What's the connection, you know, between those two things? But there's a character in the Old Testament um, that I think really helps to answer some of this question in a very specific way, in a unique way. And there's much more to this conversation than just this one topic. Um, but it's the character of the angel of the Lord. And so uh, kind of tell me your your introduction to this conversation. You know, where where did interest come from? And... Yeah. Um, I mean, for a long time, uh, like growing up in the church, I I'd felt a huge disconnect between the old testament and the new testament yeah um just it's like hearing the like the trinity and like like as a kid like the type of like memory verses that you would have like it doesn't really seem like the trinity is in the old testament at all um but then uh kind of somewhat recently in the last like few years kind of uh uh really like maturing in the faith and uh like thinking deeply about the things that i believed that like I believed and I was like, why do I believe this? Yeah. And I'd start looking into it and I never felt like there was a, a doubt or anything, but I was just like, I want to know. Um, and the idea that like Jesus has always been there was um, a, I don't know. It just felt like when I was a kid, the thing that always grasped me about the Bible was like just the reading it as a story. Yeah. Um, and like when I got a little bit older, still a kid, there was like, people saying like there's this many connections in the bible and like there's this graph of like all the different like this is it recognize this it's like that sounds super cool i don't see any of them <laughs> yeah um, i see your graph ones. <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh really reading through the book of john uh kind of revitalized my reading reading it as a story um because to a non-christian reading the book of john like it's like it has like a reveal at the end of like, and I am the, yeah. I am that other disciple. And like reading that of like, oh, like for people, like 
context of like they haven't like just had the bible even for non-christians like in the periphery of their um mind of like knowing some facts about it like to just like pick this book up that you don't know anything about it and read it there's so many cool things in the bible about that and then uh honestly the you're gonna hate me for somehow tying it back to this but (laughs) the the thing that made me think about the angel of the lord was that it's brought up in the story of mephibosheth which is my favorite bible story it is your favorite bible story. (laughs) i love mephibosheth i can Um, never say his name right (laughs) uh and in uh for the story of mephibosheth guy who is uh son of jonathan um the friend of king david uh is lame uh like his legs didn't work um and then he, uh, David blessed him. And then later on, his servant, uh, when uh, David's son was rebelling against him, uh, Mephibosheth's servant said, oh, Mephibosheth is like, oh, yay, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll be a part yeah. of this too, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that that he, uh, his servant uh, said that Mephibosheth was like, screwed, David. Um, and then when David came back, um, and all the examples of like him, uh, uh, forgiving his transgressors. Uh, Mephibosheth said, like, my servant lied about that. And one, like, I love the story of Mephibosheth so much. Um, One aspect about it is that David's solution for that is that when uh, his servant said, Mephibosheth has betrayed you, he said, okay, then you take all of Mephibosheth's land. Um, And then when he came back and Mephibosheth said, he just straight up lied. Like, I didn't do anything like that. I haven't, like, trimmed my beard since you left. Um... David said, okay, you guys split the land, which seems like... So wrong. That's not a great deal. <laughs> and yet Mephibosheth is like, he can have it all. I don't care as long as my king is back. Um, and he said, and even before David like came to that conclusion, just seeing him come back, he said, you are like the angel of God um, or like the angel of the Lord, which um, I know that there's like examples of those being used interchangeably. Yeah. Um, but then I reading that, it got me interested in the angel of the Lord and like reading mm. into that and uh seeing the concept of like oh that's jesus yeah and then i'll and of course my first thought was so, you, it so back you, just, you just revealed kind of a big part to this. yeah so the angel of the lord so there's angels in the bible but there's one angel in in particular referred to as the angel of the lord so you're saying that's jesus yeah okay which is awesome and cool yeah uh which i so do do you have some like what? What's different about this angel? What's why is this different? Why is this angel different? Yeah. Because we have Michael and Gabriel. We have you know the angels that you know revealed the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. We've got all sorts of uh, you know Daniel, the angel that was caught up with the the the, the prince of Persia. And yeah. so, what's different about this angel? So the example to me that I think was the most like obvious was uh, Moses in the burning bush. Um, where it says the angel of the Lord was in the bush. And yeah, then, so what? where is that? Exodus 3? The verse 2, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a yeah. blazing fire in the midst of the bush. Yeah. That, um, it's saying the angel of the Lord, and then uh, he said, I am the God of your father. Right. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Um, so the distinction between that language, mm-hmm. it's saying the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the burning bush. So... Not an angel of the Lord told him, hey, God is speaking yeah. to you through the burning bush. It's the angel of the Lord yeah. in the bush. And it it doesn't say God wants you to know. Yeah. It says, I'm God. Yeah. And there's even specifically with this example in the New Testament. Um, uh, 
wish I would have written down. I'm so bad at taking notes. But there's an example of Jesus saying before Abraham, uh, was it before Abraham was? Yeah. Before Abraham was, I am. Yeah. And so that like, he's, that's kind of like, you know, goading along. And then he basically just says it, except for just saying, I am the angel of the Lord. Yeah. Of like, I, like, this is the story that most people I feel like associate with the I am. Yeah. Um, that it just. Uh, well, because there's a lot of examples where people see angels. Yeah. And their immediate response is to bow, mm -hmm. to like worship, to, you know, have some sort of response. And the angels are always very yeah. quick to, hey, yeah. don't worship me. I like, I'm not, I'm not the point. I'm not the one. He's the one. But the angel of the Lord is different and mm -hmm. that the language that it, that the angel of the Lord uses is I, yeah. not he said, because all the other ones, there's a very distinct difference in language. And so um. it's pretty interesting. And kind of uh, looking into it, there was one thing that I saw that was uh, people trying to steer away from it being Jesus was the uh, Jewish idea of, I don't know, I'm bad at pronouncing, but Shalia huh. of uh, like in-law when somebody was sent as a messenger, then they would speak like as that person. Yeah. Um, but in a lot of these examples, um, you see one, one thing that makes it specifically Jesus and not just God is that. Um, he'll say like, I say this, I say this, and the Lord has done this. And like making a distinction of like, from the Old Testament must have been super confusing of like before Jesus be like, he's saying that I am, I am God. And also God did this. Yeah. Like, is there a distinction? Like, uh, when is it the angel? When is it yeah. God? When, yeah. It almost <laughs> seems like it's like this super weird thing of like, oh, wow, there's a, there's God. And like, there's a different part of him. What the heck? Where'd that <laughs> yeah. come from? Well, in the, um, in the in the Trinity, the reality that God in three persons, yeah. that language that's you know given later, you see it in Genesis because yeah. God says you know let us make man in yeah. our own image. I mean, so even the the language from the beginning and one of the one of the common things I've heard people say uh, is that God is using the royal we. Yeah, uh, that that's why. Which the timelines of when the royal yeah. came around and when this was written are so astronomically different that yeah. it's a silly argument. But people really fight pretty hard to say yeah. that the Trinity isn't real. And and again, the the early church time, the most common uh, points of contention, the most common heresies are about who is Jesus, Jesus. what is Jesus, and so uh, you know modalism of God's one person that just kind of re reveals himself in three ways not that he's you know god in three persons adoptionism that jesus was just a guy who was like super cool and amazing so god adopted and you know promoted him to a place of god um and then in john the book you're yeah. talking about too it says you know from the beginning mm -hmm. nothing was created except yeah. through him so this is not some guy promoted this is not yeah some later afterthought Jesus has been from the yeah. beginning, but it's also not that Jesus was at the beginning, beginning. and then just never Didn't spoken do anything, of. And then just showed up later. <laughs> yeah, then just talked later. I think that another one of the great stories of uh, the angel of the Lord is appearing to um, to Hagar. Yeah. Uh, so Ishmael's mom, you know, Moses and Sarah are, are supposed to have, um, I'm sorry, Abraham and Sarah are supposed yeah. to have a kid aren't having a kid, getting older, promised by God that they would. So, you know, they come up with a plan, you know, sleep with my maidservant. She has a kid, Ishmael. And then, you know, that obviously produces stress in the family. And so, you know, Sarah wants ha uh, Hagar to leave. And so she's leaving in, in a place of despair. Uh, 
and the angel of the Lord appears to her. So, you know, Genesis chapter 16, mm-hmm. kind of that same idea of the language. Um, verse 10, moreover, the angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants yeah. so that they will be too many to count. Angels don't multiply yeah. descendants. Angels are messengers. I mean, that's really what angel means. And so there's some really different language that's used for the angel yeah. of the Lord versus angels. Yeah, and even in that example, there's a thing of he's saying, like, I will do this, like, obviously showing Godhood, and then also separation of now we see as, like, God the Son and God the Father Yeah. of uh, you shall bear a son, uh, you shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has listened to your affliction, like, kind of, like, making a separation yeah. there, which... The Father heard yeah. you. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's in other places, too. I mean, there's uh, in... in uh, Gideon, yep. the, um, maybe that'd be a good one to turn yep. to, of Judges. Gideon, I believe, is the one um, that kind of brings up, like, I believe it's Gideon, where he, like, shows up and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die because I've seen the Lord. Yeah. Um, if I'm not wrong. Judges 6? Yeah. I love this conversation. It's so... I don't know, bizarre is maybe a bad word, but it's just, it's one of those things that you can read it a bunch of times and miss it. Um, But yeah, Judges 6, starting in Uh, 11. 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the uh, (laughs) Amorazite, while his son Gideon was beating out the wheat in the winepress to hide from the Midianites, which, um, and looking at this, somebody just mentioned out a thing of, unrelated but Gideon was beating wheat inside which isn't a thing that you do yeah. he was so scared that he was like <laughs> doing indoors. job inside yeah. <laughs> um then the angel of the lord appeared to him and said the lord is with you O mighty man of valor Gideon said to him please lord if the lord is with us why then has all this happened to us and where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us saying did not the lord bring us up from egypt but now the lord has forsaken us and give us into the hand of midian the lord turned to him and said Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Did not do not I send you? Right, I send you. Yeah, yeah. And even there, it's and the Lord turned to him, which like there's so many like interesting things of like it saying like the Lord and having the angel of the Lord there and being like at what point is that talking or like did God also show up and just start talking yeah, and is while it the Jesus Father and the Son working yeah. them together and yeah. Um, but there's a clear distinction yeah. difference between. So um, I, I feel like for those, for those who are you know, listening, maybe hearing this for the first time, the, and, and you know, other people that I've spoken to about this also, this sounds like a thing that maybe somebody later yeah. got tired of reading just regular Bible verses and are like looking for aliens in the Bible. You know, yeah. Like it's a weird... So one of the one of the questions I I love to ask, and obviously you know a big part of what this podcast is about, is is this a new idea? Yeah. Is this something that in the last one hundred years, as Google searches and you know the ability to 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 dive deeper into some of this stuff and, and just time on hand that that people came up with this yeah. crazy new idea? So I know you did a little bit of research, but I, I you know this is something that I've you know studied and read a lot about. Um, in the early church, this was a pretty commonly held yeah. belief. This was, was it uh, Justin Martyr, somebody yeah. that you said that you had seen some of the stuff they wrote about? So um, Justin Martyr, Irenaeus, Tertullian, Origen, others too, but a lot of them 
wrote about this, taught about this. Um, Origen, obviously, he's, you know, you've heard me talk about him a lot, but he wrote the most. And so pretty much any topic you pick, if if, yeah. if he wrote on it, he probably wrote the most on it. Um, but not not the only guy. Like you said, Justin yeah. Martyr did. Uh, I think it was an episode or two ago, we talked about the dialogue with Triffa uh, in that same writing. Uh, he talks about uh, the 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 pre-incarnate manifestation of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, that this is before Jesus born of the Virgin Mary seen in that, in that manifestation and that, that view, that physical being, he was revealing himself, you know, before, uh, Irenaeus, uh, or Irenaeus, however you pronounce it, uh, in his against heresies, same thing, um, pre-incarnate Christ, Tertullian, uh, and again, the, against the praxis that we've talked about in the past, um, the angel of the Lord's pre-incarnate manifestation of Christ. And then Origen talks a ton about this. And so the the word that you'll hear sometimes where Jesus is showing himself in in some form that Christophany yeah. um, is another word that kind of gets thrown into this. I think this is more than just um, Jesus showing himself. This yeah. is Jesus, you know, yeah. it, it, where he was at work. But I want to read a couple of these quotes, if I can, of what these guys said, and that this was not a um, an afterthought. This was not a um, idea yeah. put into yeah. the Bible that it was already in there, right? And 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 part of what I, I want to talk about too is you know why does this matter? You know what what are some of the significance of this? But just speaking to a couple of these, um, you know, origin. Uh, the angel of the Lord is no other than he who is God by nature and who is also the angel of great counsel and of the great counsel and of the great and wonderful counsel of God. Um, the angel of the Lord is not a creature, but the uncreated God, the son of God himself. Um, the angel of the Lord is the word of God, who is God himself and who is also called the angel of great counsel. And so he's not hinting, he's saying very obviously uh, that's that's who the angel of the Lord is. Uh, Tertullian, the angel of the Lord is not a created being, but it is the son of God himself. Yeah. He is the word made flesh who appeared to the patriarchs and prophets in the Old yeah. Testament. That's about as yeah. simple a statement as Jesus you get. Jesus is that guy. That is Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So so these guys clearly taught this, clearly believe yeah. this. This was not a, an idea added later. Um this is not a new, you know, crazy kind of idea that people are trying to come up with, you know, in, in modern day. So why is this significant? What is what is the importance of this? Yeah. What is the application of this uh, for someone today? Yeah. Um, I mean, the the small part of this that just struck me, which is this is not the whole. This is not everything about it, but just the like reading through the Bible, like uh, with like Andrew and a couple other people were doing a, a power read the Bible. Oh, cool. Um, and does that mean you read it while doing pushups or? Yeah, uh, <laughs> actually chin ups and you just have the Bible like to, <laughs> uh, just trying to read the Bible uh, and just kind of get the like reading all the way through. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've, I've, I, when I was younger, it was really easy for me to just read through. Um, because all of this was so like new and fresh. And then I found like, as time got older, it's like, yeah, I know that. And so I kind of like skip over parts of like, okay, I kind of know, you know, I, like, I get the there. whole Moses yeah. story. <laughs> um, but in just like going through seeing like from 
I, I just got struck of like from the perspective of somebody who doesn't know any of this, this is like, like the Bible isn't like a old Jewish history book that is dense and hard to read and super weird. Like there's Leviticus, which is hard to read, but even in there, there's cool stuff. Um, but like this really is like this whole story, like is a, like it all points to Jesus throughout yeah. the whole thing. And it's really obvious, like once you start going back of like, there's hidden details, which aren't just from like, obviously it's not just written as a story, it happened, but like, like seeing these throughout is not like one, I'm sure God is like, here's a cool little thing that yeah. I'm sure they'll enjoy reading. But also like, it is like preeminent throughout the whole thing that like Jesus is God. He came to save, yeah. save us. He came to forgive us from our sins. And like, that's in the whole book. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, here's the Old Testament. And then here's this Jesus guy. We're pretty sure it's related. Yeah. It's like, no, he's been in here throughout the whole thing. There's prophecy of him. Like, yeah. I think even in Isaiah, there's um, like in Isaiah, like speaking about it, there's kind of a tie to the uh, angel of the Lord um, that just seeing like this all points to Jesus. It's not something that people are bringing up after the fact, trying to tie in the Jewish faith to Christian faith, that it's that the Christian faith is grafted on to the Jewish faith. Um, it's the culmination. It's yeah. the, uh, you know, we're talking about the angel of the Lord being present throughout the Old yeah. Testament. So Jesus was there, was, yeah. you know, and not uninterested, yeah. uh, not detached. And again, I think that's one of the saddest uh, misconceptions that a lot of people have of like God the Father is, you know, kind of an angry, grumpy old guy. And then Jesus is like really understanding yeah. and cool and, um, you know, don't worry about it, bro. And the, First of all, I mean, that's just so untrue. Yeah. I mean, even when it talks about uh, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son, like yeah. who sent who sent his son? So it's the father. And what was it that motivated him to send his son? Yeah. His love. And so, and then, and then even, even the other idea that, you know, now that Jesus is here, um, we don't really need the father, but Jesus says, no one comes to the father except through me. So the purpose of Jesus is a reuniting of us, you know, to the Father yeah. in many ways. And anyhow, there's this beautiful combination. There's a beautiful unity and partnership between them. But you know, even at the original fall, you know, God is speaking the curse over Satan, uh, over the snake, that you know, Eve's seed is going to come and crush your head and you'll bruise his heel. You know, speaking of Jesus there, but it. The Bible is, the Old Testament is filled with prophecies about Jesus. Even if you don't, you know, read the Old Testament, haven't read it a lot, start reading through Isaiah, start reading yeah. through Jeremiah, start reading through the Psalms or these some of these other books, and you'll start seeing, well, that is really obviously Jesus. Yeah. And, and sometimes it seems like it's just put in this weird spot where yeah. they're not really talking about, hey, we're going to talk about yeah. this coming Messiah who's who's going to be here someday. It's it's kind of mixed into yeah. the story of God's people. David just be like, who takes away the sins of the world? Like, what yeah, the heck? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. These really cool, you know, moments or or phrases that speak about a Messiah that's coming. Because Jewish people who don't believe Jesus is the Messiah, they're still waiting on a Messiah. Yeah. So the idea of a Messiah is not, uh, you know, separate from the Jewish added, faith. Yeah. The difference between you know a, a Christian Jewish person and and a, a a Jewish person who is, you know, doesn't believe that Jesus was the Christ. 
there's no argument over is there a, yeah. a Messiah. It's just who who is. But what I love about the angel of the Lord, because I, I think probably my favorite, I mean, all, all of them are awesome, but the Shadrach, Meshach, and yeah. Abednego in the fire that, you know, we we throw the three guys in, the fire's so hot that the guards that even throw them in are killed by it. And then he's sitting back, you know, which is kind of a, just a messed up, demented. Yeah. He's sitting back watching them burn is the idea of what he's trying to do, uh, the king. And he sees that there's four uh, in the fire, not the three. And Jesus was very involved, yeah. <laughs> you know, from the beginning. Obviously, still today, you know, the Bible talks about he's, you know, interceding on our behalf. And, uh, but the, I, I think the idea of Jesus in the Old Testament, not just Jesus talked about in the Old Testament, yeah. one of the things I hope that it helps people do is don't be scared of your Old Testament. Yeah. That it's not, it's not a, a separate story with different perspective and morals, that it's a pretty barbaric time for sure. But the heart of Jesus, the heart of the Father, is so plainly seen yeah. in both, and so, yeah, it's just really cool, yeah. really cool. What are anything else that just kind of in this through all of this that has uh, jumped out to you, or any just little nuggets through this that you think could be cool uh, to share before wrap up? I mean, in the Mephibosheth story, yeah, when <laughs> just the fact that he says you are like the angel of the Lord is basically like you read it real plain. It's like you are a type of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like just that being so plainly, and I always root for Mephibosheth, so I'm like, that's like really around the story. There's not, you know, it's a pretty like the profound fact that story. He, he's the yeah. the angel of the Lord, and it doesn't say like Mephibosheth like understood that that was the Messiah and everything, yeah. but just like him saying that of like you are like the angel of the Lord is like such a specific and really cool thing. Yeah, there's probably a lot there to mine of even just what that means and yeah. all what's there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's awesome. It's amazing, and I I, I love too that some of these conversations where maybe it feels like, um, is this significant? Is this important? Or is this a new yeah. wacky idea? I love when you go to the early church on something like this and you find not only the presence of the conversation, but Super how much clear. they wrote yeah. about it and how clear they, they weren't saying, wouldn't it be neat if yeah. the idea... Have you guys seen this new theory? Yeah. Yeah. They straight up say, that's Jesus. Yeah. That's the son of God. That's not a created yeah. being. And they're not saying angels are always. Yeah. They they very clearly say something different. But uh, Jesus prophesied about all throughout the Old Testament. But Jesus present yeah. in the Old Testament too. That's pretty cool. And that the character of the angel of the Lord that that maybe you would just read right through, not noticing, yeah. um, is him revealing himself. That that's that's the manifestation of Jesus in the Old Testament before the you know the the physical scent. Yeah. born to the Virgin Mary in the New Testament. Yeah. So pretty cool conversation. Yeah. One really cool parallel um, that I kind of saw reading through is that the first like appearance that you see is with Hagar mm -hmm. and um, like her at a spring, like after she ran away, um, like that being like the first thing you see, like in like in the flesh or whatever yeah. of um, Jesus. And then uh, in the New Testament, the first time he reveals himself at Messiah is at the to the woman at the well of like that being the revealing of like this like uh woman oh. that's been sent off um uh hagar and then the woman at the well wow. i just saw that parallel that is like like his 
That's pretty profound. That is super like his nature has not changed from Old Testament to New Testament. Wow. Like that is the same person, like the beginning of the book to like the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that his heart. Yeah. He's, he's not. He's not concerned with presenting himself no. to to kings and yeah. to dignitaries that. That the the angel of the Lord, that Jesus, he's he's all about the the outcast and the one that the world has yeah. deemed insignificant. Yeah. That's where he's at. Wow, that's amazing. The first time that he says, I am he, you know, I'm the the woman at the well. And to Hagar, so yeah. she's a, a person who was used, abused, and tossed to the yeah. side. That's where he shows up. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. Jesus is amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Isaiah, for being a part of this. I think one thing that has become completely clear that you're next episode on the podcast with me we already know what that topic is about so i look forward to getting that going uh sometime soon but we try to keep our podcast episodes between 30 and 45 minutes so you're gonna have to condense all the different things press down those say. 12 verses total <laughs> those try to only take an hour 50 hours worth of conversations yeah. you could have about that but i look forward to that episode but thanks for being a part of this this is really cool great conversation uh just love love finding those connecting pieces and seeing it the conversation in the early church and so Thanks for listening. I hope that if you hadn't had this conversation before, that maybe this was a, a good and healthy introduction for you into an important conversation. So uh, please you know, like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. So we're on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, follow us on YouTube, uh, Apple, uh, Spotify podcast. So uh, take some time to follow, tell your friends, share it so others can hear it too, see it too. And uh, thanks for listening. And any questions or anything you have, please feel free to reach out. We'd love to talk to you. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. I'm not searching for some new truth. I'm just longing for the truth. You can't help but notice there's something missing. Would you help us get on? Would you help? Ski